Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now... Here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I spent 12 months interviewing 500 thought leaders to really get at the core of what is credibility. Uh, there's a book now called Credibility Nation that you could pick up. And more importantly, is you could listen to the interviews on this podcast. I've taken three particular interviews, which are anywhere between four to eight minutes long, combine them together, and you can listen to how the thought leader presents themselves, the types of questions being asked, and do they show up as credible or not credible? There's a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot to actually experience. So take a listen. If you like what you hear, spread some cred dust and click on the like button and share with your friends. And uh, enjoy. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet. And Ken Judy is one of them. We're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Ken Judy, who is the COO of Stride Consulting. He's an executive manager, coach, product owner, and developer with over 15 years of experience in building and leading iterative and collaborative teams. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mitchell. It's nice to meet you. You know, it's been a pleasure to, to uh, look at your company site, look at your LinkedIn profile, talk to you in the green room, and I'd like the audience to get to know you a little bit better. What is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Yeah, people who say, I have a failing software project. Now, first, by the way, I, I love that. Easy to remember, shareable. Um, I'm in Silicon Valley, so sometimes people don't actually say that. And and uh, but having been here for 35 years, you know, there's some huge ca ca catastrophic issues that we've seen, and then so many. I mean, I would say a large number, but you're going to know better than I of of just products that projects that didn't make it for so many different reasons. Uh, not enough time, not enough money, whatever it is or just bad management. Mm -hmm. so, so Ken, tell me more. Yeah, so depending on the size and complexity, the novelty of what you're trying to build, 70 to over 90% of projects either extend beyond a reasonable time, they cost more than the planned budget, or they end in some kind of unsatisfactory result. Yuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you do? Yeah, so uh, we are um, a software consultancy. We're a 90-person shop in New York City. We have customers uh, located around the country. And they bring us in to build software and or to work within their teams to help them deliver it better. Beautiful. And then I think, I think part of our green room conversations, what I liked, 
is the approach is really customizable and your team is powered enough to be able to, to come in with results or an approach that's different for each customer. Can you share a little bit more light on that? Sure. Yeah, we, we really believe that uh, the people are as important as whatever the processes or practices, right? So when we come in, we're, we call ourselves non-dogmatic, you know, we're not table tossers. We come in and we work with the leaders to understand what they're actually trying to achieve, how uh, they would measure it and what value that would bring to their business. And that can be software or it can be uh, some combination of that and an organizational improvement. Uh, and then we help them figure out what the cost of that is. We Then we work with the teams. We embed uh, experienced software developers or whole product teams in the company to work with the leaders to uh, collaborate day-to-day to build that thing, achieve that outcome they want to achieve. But also we work peer-to-peer with the people in the company to help them figure out what they need in order to achieve what that leader needs. And we help them get there by working with them, coaching them, but also practicing the new learnings with them day to day so that they really stick. And, Mm. you know, this allows us to both practically help them deliver. We're delivering code, but at the same time, we're achieving goals for them, you know, measurable process improvement goals around either quality or uh, predictable delivery or alignment, the less waste. Some studies say that billions of dollars are wasted in features that are little or never used, trillions of dollars wasted in quality defects in software. So you need to, it's not just about doing more, you need to actually do the right things and you need to do them with quality. Got it, I like that. Uh, Ken, how do you have credibility to do what you do? Yeah, so, my credibility comes from having been a customer. <laughs> I have 20 years working as a software developer product person. I've been a manager, uh, a second level, like director level, and an executive on, in both roles, actually. And I've delivered projects under a lot of time pressure and cost constraints. And over the years, I've learned how to use these collaborative team practices to be predictable, to create transparency so that what the leaders need and what the teams are delivering line up to actually create value for the business. And, uh, and then I've written papers and I've spoken at academic and professional conferences around these product practices, uh, some theoretical work around, you know, Nonaka and Takayuchi's model for knowledge creation and sharing it. And then how these agile practices support product innovation and inclusive and diverse workplaces. Got it. I like it. And how do you go about um, sharing your credibility? Yeah, so I'm personally best when I focus on learning and helping. So I participate in communities, just like Stride is focused on relationships, um, agile communities, uh, consulting organizations, and a CTO group in my area. I read a lot, I participate in gatherings and groups, and I share a lot on LinkedIn. I like it. I, in general, I like, I like the focus of your messaging overall because it's – Whereas it's focused on agile, you're really focused on people. And, and sometimes, sometimes in, 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 in most cases, the people forget about the most important element of anything you do, and that's the people themselves. So if you've got a software project and you fall into that 70 to 90% that is going to fail in some way or another, uh, you're going to want to reach out to Stride. You're going to want to reach out to Ken Judy. Uh, Ken, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? 
Yeah, so there, there are three ways. Uh, our website is stridenyc.com, and you can read about what we do and have case studies. I also invite people to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Ken Judy. And then also my email is ken at stridenyc.com. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Thank you. You're welcome. So, guys, listen, you, you, you heard how much money is being wasted with failing uh, software products, either having the wrong design or not having the right qual- uh, quality uh, QA done. Uh, big issue I see all the time. Um, so please click on the like button and share this episode. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about themselves, their credibility, what they do. And I am excited to introduce to you Jeff Butler, who is a speaker, author, and workplace strategist who helps organizations create workplaces where employees thrive. Jeff, welcome. Welcome. Pleasure being here. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. Hey, so tell me, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? So my customer point of pain is when, say they're a multi-generational team and they get conflict in there and it usually results in retention issues, engagement. And so I come in there and help them resolve those uh, workplace clashes. Beautiful. I got it. And that is a extremely prevalent issue. I think probably throughout the ages, but certainly now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more. What does that mean? What do you do? So what I do is I go into different organizations and let's say if they have a problem with say recruitment or managerial issues uh, around different generations in there, because when you look at all the changes that have happened in history, technology has changed exponentially, which means that it impacts people in exponential ways. So generations who are younger have exponentially different expectations of what's expected in the workplace. And so what you tend to have is a big difference between say you have a senior executive and then you have someone who's brand new in the workplace, that can actually create a clash. And that can result in uh, just culture animosity on there. But more importantly, there's that knowledge lack. So let's say if you're in an industry that's trying to keep up with modern times, they'll be using techniques to recruit, like, say, in the 1980s, and they're not able to bring in as much talent to their organization. How do you solve that? And so that's where I come in there and say, here's 10 things you need to do in order to improve this to further retain and get or attract that talent. It's both. Yeah. It's attract, uh, retain, um, and engage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Exactly. I like it. And, and I got it. And I've seen your, your website's pretty cool. I've seen you, you and I have talked before. Tell me a little bit, what, what gives you the credibility to do what you do? So I've given several Ted talks, wrote a couple books, uh, probably helped over, 100 organizations, but when you first start off in the space, if you're a generation speaker, the actually the elephant in the room is that anyone can go into generation speaking. But the big difference is, are your ideas good enough to make an impact? And I guess I'm still on the field because people think the ideas are good enough, and that's why they keep hiring me. If that wasn't the case, then you can just leave. So it's everyone's a part of a generation, so you can join. It's like I'm not going in there and talking about cancer patients, right, because I don't have cancer, but anyone can talk about generations. So uh, – yeah, so my main experience is a lot of different things on there, but anyone can get into it, but it matters how long you're actually in the field. But you're doing it, you're, you've are you done some of the things like TED Talks, you do a lot of public speaking, but 100 clients is, is certainly nothing to sneeze at. 
No, I wouldn't sneeze at it if I heard that. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> so how about in today's world, what do you do? How do you take that credibility, which is yours? How do you share that? How do people see you? Obviously, yeah, speaking the, is one, but what else? So in terms of the speaking world, it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's basically you have an avatar, which is your public-facing persona. And how much you actually can charge is based off of how credible that avatar is. And so you would be able to improve your rate by getting on TED, by having traditional publishing deals, by, say, having large followings. Or maybe you have, say, a big life-changing event where one person who I know um, is an Olympian who ended up crashing and stopped her Olympic dreams, and now she shares that message around the world. So all these factors play into how much you can charge. So for me as a speaker, what I do is I look at how do I improve that perception to be able to have those clients and to be able to charge a fee that I can live off of, right? So that can be anywhere from those things I mentioned earlier, but also where are you featured? right? Who are the clients you've worked with? And what you do is you start with the bare minimum with small unknown clients and you keep leveling up and up and up until you have like on my background, I have Google, Amazon, LinkedIn, and people see it and they're like, oh, wow, that's really good. But it's, you have to start from ground zero, which is going down the chamber of commerce and giving talks there or a rotary club. How are people seeing you? Is it just the website? Is it, is it your aggressive marketing? What, what is it that you're doing that people see that credibility, which is you today? Um, on the website, yes, they do get to see that. I have a social media presence. I won't call big, but I have probably 10,000 followers on there, which they're able to see that credibility that way. Um, are you specifically mentioning the perception of my brand or as in how do I actually get in front of the client? It's kind of the, it's kind of your marketing strategy. How do you get your, how do you get out there so people actually see you? Okay. That's okay. Much different question. So, oh, my lead gen strategy, uh, we do outbound marketing. And for any small business in the beginning, you have to do outbound. My personal opinion, you can do inbound and say, I have great SEO or I do, um, I did some great press releases. You can try that, but it's a much further long tail strategy. But what we do is a lot of outbound. And what's happened is after a course of say 18 months, the, since you are better, you know how to deal with clients, you start getting more and more referrals because what happens a lot when you're in any sort of business, you want to get into it. You start having clients and they don't love you, love you, but you're good. So they don't necessarily refer you all the time, but you have to be in there for months, if not years. And once you get to that, that year's point, then you start getting those referrals. So then you don't have to do as much of the outbound effort. So right now our company is starting to shift in that regard, which is great. Um, but I don't think you should ever take that pedal completely off of the outbound gas. That makes sense. Got it. Absolutely. But so you've created and structured a good outbound marketing campaign to actually address and attract those clients that are relevant for you. Correct. Yeah. I have a team of nine people where they collect leads. They, we have SDR, so sales development reps and account executives who go and get on the phone and close uh, nice. on my behalf. So, so if you're, a corporation that has a multi-generational gap, which by the way, is everybody. And you're looking for somebody to support you and to help you and to uh, come in and speak and do other things. Uh, Jeffrey Butler is someone you should reach out to. Jeff, what, what's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, best place is my website, jeffjbutler.com, not Jeff Butler. Uh, Jeff Butler really does not like me because people tend to email him instead of me. And that creates a lot of rest. So jeffjbutler.com. 
<laughs> beautiful. <laughs> That's a problem with having similar names to other people. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. thanks so much for sharing your credibility hey. today. No problem, Joe. And, and guys, hey, thanks for joining us for this episode. Please um, uh, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. We'll see you at the next episode. Uh, take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we are interviewing amazing humans from around the planet on their credibility. And I'm excited to introduce Tracy Lawrence. She is the founder of Grand Family Planning and author of Dementia Sucks. Don't you like that name? That's such a great title. Uh, (laughs) She addresses the growing caregiving epidemic through professional speaking, coaching, and training programs. Tracy, welcome. Hey, Mitchell. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Oh, and I'm excited to talk to you. So tell me, what is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Well, I work with people who are struggling to hire and retain the best people. And that is a huge, I don't want to say epidemic, but that is a huge problem today. Tell me a little bit more. What do you do? Well, I show companies um, what is going on with their employees that will allow them to have a, a, a get their attention to speak their language to make them feel heard because there is a hidden epidemic right now in this country that they are not acknowledging uh, and that is the hidden epidemic of family caregiving so tell me a little bit more in terms of what does that mean you do okay so uh first thing i do is i get in front of people who have companies that are in this situation, because as, as I'm sure most of our, most of your listeners are aware, there are over 6 million unfilled positions that have been created in this country and companies are scrambling to find people and they are suffering from this situation where people are doing something called ghosting, where they will agree to, have a, have an interview and then they don't show up or they come for the interview and they say they'll take the job. And on the day that they're supposed to start their new job, they don't show up. Uh, Yeah. Or they work for a little bit and they start getting good at their job and then they disappear. So part of the problem is that there's so much competition for qualified help that Companies are just hiring these people away, but an unseen, unrecognized piece of the the puzzle is that there are 10,000 people in the United States turning 65 every day. Those people are living longer, sicker, and what they're, they're, they are tasking their adult children with the need to provide care for these people. Got it. Yeah, so that's really, so what's, what's happening, the epidemic is just simply the, those people in the workplace who are taking care of their older parents and now are not being true to their jobs. Right. They, they, they are suffering from what is uh, sometimes called presenteeism. Uh, they are, they're there, but they're not mentally there. Because they are so caught up in the things that are pulling them away from work at home. 
So, so many people are in the position of having children and they also have aging parents and they have relationships and they have careers and all of these things conspire to pull them away in different directions. And if they have a particularly demanding position, sometimes the people who they work for, number one, they're not aware that this key person has a position that is, is in a position that might be. We have to, we have to move quickly if you don't mind through the rest of this. And this simply, so you help both the companies and those individuals figure out how to address that in a more efficient way. Correct. So um, by, by showing them some, some really simple and cost effective things that they can do to number one, get the attention of people they're seeking to hire and then make those people who they have working for them more productive to give them a a platform where they're healthier and they have better support in place. They know what their resources are. So when they have a crisis, they've already got things in place so that if they need to take some time away from the office, they have coverage in the office and they know what they need to do and they know how to alert the people who are backing them up that something's happened so that everyone will be able to plug in. There'll be battle stations and boom, and everybody is already in place and able to do what needs to be done so that productivity continues. Got it. Oh, I like it. Okay. So, and I'm thinking about a lot of parallels in, in business today. So what gives you the credibility to do that? Great question. Well, for one thing, um, I am a serial caregiver. Uh, I took care of my parents. Both of them succumbed to dementia. I also took care of my husband, who's a cancer survivor and who had a terrible uh, healthcare crisis two years ago that I helped him to survive. And he's back at work. I am a business owner, but I have also been an employee. So I understand. I, I can see it from both sides. And... I have this swell book. <laughs> That's a great book. Look at that cover. Thank it's you. beautiful. Isn't it? They, the, the, my publisher did a really great job of creating artwork for this cover. I'm very proud of it. Uh, and I talk about the challenges of having to be an adult child who is trying to live their life, conduct a, 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 a relationship, and at the same time, help their parents to be able to go through all of the challenging horrible, heartbreaking stuff that happens when people start getting sick and particularly when they start to lose their minds. And so the credibility comes from uh, essentially the school of hard knocks and been there and done that. You're sharing your credibility by uh, obviously having a book and talking about it. How else do you go about sharing who you are and what you do? Uh, I am a professional speaker and I, I, I regularly do talks to businesses uh, I, I have spoken to ICMI. Uh, I will be um, attending various uh, caregiver conferences. Uh, and I get in front of as, as many companies as I possibly can to share the knowledge. Uh, and I have a number of relationships in place. I am also uh, in the government space, um, talking to agencies uh, for the government that have employees and they need this knowledge in order to keep their, their, their agencies productive. Beautiful. So, and, 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 and they have, uh, they, they are compelled to work with small businesses 
from from the other end so it's 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 a it's a nice marriage so um i and i'm i'm getting into all those different areas to um to extend my reach and my exposure beautiful very efficient so listen if if you're if you're in a company whether it's hr executive management and you're seeing ghosting my god i can't believe it if you're seeing issues you realize that you need to do things like now we do it for for newborns we do it for for parents, we do it. There are organizations that let their dogs come into work. We need to actually deal with the recognition of the current employees who are taking care of their elder parents. If if you have the need or desire to even learn more, you need to reach out to Tracy Lawrence. Tracy, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Well, they can visit my website, which is grandfamilyplanning.com. And I have a page for employers. It's It's, it's in the main menu. Um, I also have a page for government agencies, so that's that. It's easy to get information that way. Uh, I welcome them to uh, to email me. They can reach me at tracy at grandfamilyplanning dot com. Uh, you can also reach me at contact at tracyslawrence dot com. So there are a number of different ways to uh, to, to to reach me. They all get to me and. Uh, I'm happy to be a resource. If people have questions, if they're just a little puzzled about something that they think, you know, might be um, a, a place where I can help them, I, I'm very happy to hear from people and offer various different resources and assets that they can use to to take on these challenges. Beautiful. Tracy, thank you so much and, and appreciate you sharing your credibility today. Thanks and- so much. Oh, you're welcome. And and thanks for watching this episode. Uh, Please hit the like button, subscribe. Look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, and thanks so much for listening and spreading the cred dust. You know, in doing the research, what I recognize is that we are at war. Those people who are credible versus those people who are dubious. And dubious nation is winning a thousand times over. We've got to fix it. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to future generations. So come on over to Credibility Nation, become a member, take the pledge, learn what you can do to help bring more credibility to the world. I look forward to seeing you over here while you're being cred-tabulous. Thanks again for listening. Take care. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.